How about I'm the guy that's going to Pantera in a few weeks? Oh, cool. It's a show by Chris and Neil with all great movies. They are the real deal. We watch them all so you don't have to. It's movies that don't suck and some that do. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, welcome to a new episode of Movies That Don't Suck and Some Do. My name is Neil. And I'm Chris. And today we are joined by a third, and he's not a turd. He is the man with a plan. He is the one. He is our unforgotten son, the one, the only, from W2Mnet.com, the one and only, Mark Riley! For the first time in three years, I'm in a threesome I want to be in. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you hate it when you wake up in threesomes that you just did not want to be in? Can I tell you, if I I had a nickel for every threesome I didn't want to be in in since the year of our Lord 2022, I wouldn't be in debt right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Now, um, before we even talk about the movies, wait a minute. You jumped on and you said, are you going to Pantera? Yeah. Um, So So the fake Pantera. In between, yeah, the, it's not the fake Pantera. Two of the members are dead. These things happen. Get over it. Um, so Pantera is doing off-date tours with uh, Pantera Light with um, uh, Lamb of God, oh, and then shit. whatever band they pull from their label. Uh, in between opening up for Metallica on their two-day M2 World Tour deal, so uh, the first leg they didn't come anywhere near Tampa, and I was a sad panda. Uh, but this leg they are. They're coming. They're right ne- right down the block from my house, the Amelie Arena. Here in Tampa, uh, a week or two from um, Tuesday, and I am super excited. I Pantera, Pantera is responsible for my metal awakening. Like it, I was all like Motley Crue and Paula Abdul, and then I heard Pantera, and that was the end. Um, it's also when my father said I turned into a complete asshole, but that's a podcast for a different day. Yeah, I, I totally. <laughs> I, I literally, I've seen I've seen the I've seen the Zach Wilder rendition of them twice now. So now, uh, getting into the movies that we're going to be. Yeah. Um, watching or talking, getting drunk and reviewing today. Uh, first, we're going to say watch the movie uh, Schlongs R Us, also known as Saltburn. <laughs> uh, featuring um, my schlong is very long, the new Joker. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's exactly what you think. Just like you killed a member of my family, now you gotta kill a member of your family to balance things out, understand? I can't tell you who to kill, of course, that's for you to decide, but if you don't do it, they will all get sick and die. Bob will die, Kim will die, your wife will die. They will all get sick and die. One, paralysis of the limbs. Two, refusal of food to the point of starvation. Three, bleeding from the eyes. Four, death. One, two, three, four. Don't worry, you won't get sick, you just gotta stay calm, that's all. There, I said it as quickly as I could. I hope I haven't kept you too long. Yeah, that's from The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Pretty fucked up movie, which I like. Though. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. I love movies that are fucked up and make me question all the reality. Mm-hmm. And everybody's favorite character from Euphoria, uh, Jacob Elordi. You dropped out of school at 20, and now you're a gangster. Are you like fucking Tony Montana? What's the plan? Gonna be living in a mansion, fucking pet tigers and shit. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's from that's from you for you, right? I mean, so the thing is, uh, 
You don't watch good shows, I know. No, I yeah, no, we, no, we've discussed makes, this many it times. It makes Leah feel dirty for some reason, which is fair. I'm not gonna I mean, like, how many times have you watched, uh, okay, so, uh, Succession? I haven't watched Succession. I don't have time, man, for movies. It's never for TV now. Uh, billions? God, let's move on. Yellowstone? Mark, have you have watched you ever, The Boys? Ha, have you ever seen The Wire? I've seen The Wire, of course, yeah. And he doesn't need to watch any other television. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about the wire. I don't even know what that is. Get the fuck out of here. I am, I am freaking fa- for the, A bingo card was made of my show of re- things that are said and done. Mm-hmm. The center square is Mark references the wire. It's a talking meme at this point. For, talking, talking about that for half a second, there is a drinking game that our listeners has created. Oh, and here it is right here for you, Mark. Boom. <laughs> oh, you mispronounce stuff? I mispronounce stuff too and get called up by my genius partner, Robert Winfrey. <laughs> Chris Benson's crying in a movie. Okay. Kansas City, Tulsa are landmarks of cities mentioned. That sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, I swear constantly. Um, yeah, so okay. do I. That's why I do podcasts, not actual radio. <laughs> do, either mentions their ex wives. Either mentions their wives. Do ex wives count? No, that's um, <laughs> <laughs> Either mention taking notes. Neil mentions wrestling. Of course. Yeah. That's the other. Yeah, if we're not referencing the wire, we're doing wrestling references. Yeah. Uh, yeah this I don't is know what fun. you're talking about, brother. <laughs> coffee in the morning. <laughs> I mean, and then finish your drink if Neil admits to crying to a movie or Chris mutters something you can't understand. Which is all the time. Which usually happens at the end when oh, Chris yeah. which drinks a lot. But anyway, continuing in this movie, the one, the Roseman Pike. Does it sting more because I'm a woman? That you got so soundly beaten there by someone with a vagina? Having a penis doesn't automatically make you more scary to me. Just the opposite. You may be a man, but if you ever... Threaten, touch, or spit on me again? I will grab your dick and balls and I will rip them clean off. You understand? I'll tell your mom you send your best. That's for my Carol. I had two like amnesia, dementia, old man moments during Saltburn. One was trying to fuck remember what movie I know Rosamund Pike from, and it's from the Netflix movie. Um, Carol. That's. <laughs> Yeah, we care a lot, Jack which Reacher. we covered when we started doing Netflix movies and Oscar bait. It, like it was that. only Jack Reacher I remembered her from. You don't remember uh, from Gun Girl? I have, not seen, I have not seen any of the Jack Reacher movies, oh, nor the show. The yeah. other one oh, was, I, I knew that What's her, I knew that What's-Her-Face, the Me Too gal, um, got nominated for a Best Actress, and I thought it was for Saltburn. <laughs> Carrie Mulligan. Uh, and, and, and in my brain, it was for this. And I'm watching her in the two scenes she's in. I'm like, how the fuck did Carrie Mulligan get nominated for this? And then I'm like, my old man brain finally woke up. I'm like, no, dummy. It was Maestro. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. And then uh, finally, um, in this movie, um, Chris, help me with the last name. It's Archie. Oh, God, I didn't look at it. Uh, Archie uh, Med- Maduki, Maduki, Archie Maduki. Dad, you remember this day? You took this of me when I was five. All I wanted to do since then is be a racer. I am doing it. Whether you believe in me or not. Yeah, that was from Gran Turismo. Uh, ah! Mark's number five, I think, of, of the 2023. Right, Gran Turismo, man, that was a great movie. That guy, I, I can't believe we're, we're doing a movie with him in it. All right, the first movie, Saltburn. Second movie, American Fiction, starring the one, the only 
We all love him because he is the best Commissioner Gordon so far, Jeffrey Wright. Who, what, where, when, how, valid questions. But I learned as a cub stringer, never under any circumstance, if it is remotely within your power to resist the impulse, never ask a man why. It, it tightens the color I apologize, but I'm going to hold you to Torture, if you'll agree. Self-reflection is a vice best conducted in private or not at all. Yeah, from a... Go ahead. One of Chris's his, favorite his, movies of all time. No, it's not. My favorite Jeffrey Wright cinematic moment is him and Rob Pattinson as Commissioner Gordon in Batman doing that kind of like 19, like 20s copper, you know, sing-songy <laughs> thing with the penguin at the end of that. Yes! <laughs> like, like, hey, yes! I'm going to go away with it, say? I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, where did that come from? <laughs> I, love, so I, love, I love Jeffrey Wright. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is just one of those actors that no matter what he's in, I'm going to stop and watch it. Underrated. I see that he's in it. Let me, let me tell you, like, I'm only here to talk about, I'm going to talk about Saltburn because Chris made me and now I'm mad. Oh, sorry. But um, I'm here to talk about American, <laughs> I'm here to talk about American fiction because I don't well, think there's a better actor for that movie than Jeffrey Wright. Oh, Let's get to that here in just a minute. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to say that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also in, this, in uh, the movie American Fiction, Tracy Ellis Ross. In the history of music, only five women over 40 have ever had a number one hit. And only one of them was black. One. Do you understand that? No. You do not understand that and none of you guys in there understand what I have been through. So I don't know, we could just pretend. We could pretend that we live in some sort of magical world where I don't know, let's see, age and race are not a thing. And then do you know what the problem is? I, not the label, not Jack, not you, have to come up with shit that people give a shit about and I don't know how to do that anymore. Yeah, that's from High Noot with Dakota Johnson. I didn't see it. One of the, her best movies ever. I, I loved her as the mom in, uh, in Blackish and didn't even realize that it was Diana Ross's daughter. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know that until like, just now. So like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, John Ortiz is in this film as well. Being in the blue, wearing that shield. Pride that I felt. Uh, so yeah, that was John Ortiz from what again? You picked it. I didn't see. Neil, you're, you're from. Man, me. when did you cut that? You cut that so early. I thought I had it all the way to his brains got blown out. No, no. Uh, Pride and Glory is what that's from. <laughs> like that's uh, one of the best movies of all times. And Chris is just like, fuck it. I guess I'm cutting this as early as possible. Anyway, and then none other than the legend herself. So she's. Such a legend yeah, 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 in real acting. Quick, she we even probably, acted in the... We, we did need to talk about Sterling K. Brown because he was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. <laughs> I don't look, care. If looks could fucking kill. Okay. Jesus Christ. Like, who cares about that guy? Uh, I do, man. I like Sterling K. Brown quite a bit, but okay. All right. I guess I got you a clip, a clip of Sterling K. Brown. It wasn't luck. Yes, it was. You got lucky at every turn. No, I knew exactly where I was driving. I left my phone in the office on purpose. I was in a surgical suite by design, and I didn't use some glass award that any idiot would clearly see was missing. I made a rod out of a special dental polymer, killed him with it, then melted it back down. It's already in a patient's mouth, son. 
Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. And that is 3 oh, damn. Yeah, that's from a. Can I may I share another old man amnesia moment? Yeah, I keep confused. And and what I'm going to say this, and then one of you has to say, "What do you think all black people look alike?" Because I deserve that. Okay. Um, I confused. <laughs> I keep confusing Sterling K. Brown with Lakeith Stanfield, mm. and they're not you the same you know, guy. No, 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 no. no. I, I did too. Like after okay. he sent me the the so, thing and the, mm, to go, I, to go I, I was I, like. Oh, this is not the dude I thought. So, so listen, listen. Like, oh, I loved him in Haunted Mansion. Wrong black <laughs> So, so I watched This Is Us. Uh, he was a big yeah. part of that. So I, I know Stone King around quite a lot. He's a great actor, amazing actor. Oh, he's great. I yeah. see that movie, and I know I know him from other stuff, and I've liked him in other stuff. But so help me God, there's moments where I confuse him and Lakeith Stanfield just because their names are similar. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment watching American Fiction where I'm like, you know what Disney should have done. I'm going to say this and we can move on. Okay. <laughs> they really should have recasted Black Panther with, with uh, Sterling K. Brown. Yeah, yeah. He would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah. Sterling K. Brown for him. And, like, there's literally a list of people they can, they're going to recast for Jonathan Majors already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on, I'm on the short list. It's like, it's, you know, there's so <laughs> there many people. There's a short list there. But, um, and also, finally, talking about Marvel movies, one of the greatest legends of all time, she is so known for her acting over decades, including being in the original Roots in 1977. But this is where we all know her from today, the one and only Leslie Ugoms. Am I crazy? Or is your hand really small? About the size of a KFC spork. <sighs> I get why you're so pissy. But your mood's never gonna brighten till you find this woman and tell her how you feel. What do I keep telling you, Mrs. Magoo? She wouldn't have me. If you could see me, you'd understand. Looks on everything. Looks are everything. You ever heard David Beckham speak? It's like he mouth sexed a can of helium. Think Ryan Reynolds got this far on his superior acting method? Love is blind, Wade. No. You're blind. <laughs> so you're just gonna lie there and whimper? No, I'm gonna wait till this arm plows through puberty and then I'm gonna come up with a whole new Christmas Day plan. Yeah, from Deadpool 2. <laughs> so... Deadpool! That's Deadpool 1, bro. That's not oh, is Deadpool that one? 2. Whatever. I mean, really. It's, a... it's okay. <laughs> you, you only watch movies for fun, I guess. Oh, <laughs> That's what I watch them for. Okay, all right. Chris, tell them where they can find us. Find us on find on moviesonso.net. We're on Facebook, facebook.com/slash moviesonso podcast. We're w2mnet.com. W number two m is moviesnet.com. You'll find us there with a bunch of other great ones. We're also on uh, Instagram and DS podcast. We're on X and DS podcast. We're on the Patreon. Patreon console. You know, suck. Uh, give us money so Neil can value mail with Wendy's. Also, go uh, go to bonfire.com, which means it's on something new. You'll find uh, our shirts there, along with a bunch of other stuff Neil's made. And wherever you find podcasts, find movies on suck, please subscribe. Neil? Today, we are going to be advertising yet another local com- another uh, an- another local business. Yes, my the comedy club my wife just left me for. That's right. The Bricktown. <laughs> <laughs> the Bricktown. Comedy Club Tulsa. Yes, the Bricktown Comedy Club Tulsa. Why is things things are going slow when there's three of us on here? I'm just saying. Just want you guys all to know it's that. But the Bricktown Comedy Club Tulsa is 
all the above. They are bringing the laughs right here to Tulsa because Tulsa just got funnier because of Bricktown. <laughs> you can find them at the location of 5982 South Yale Avenue in Tulsa. You can go to their website, BricktownComedy.com. They got people like Taylor Williamson, Bruce Bruce coming up. In fact, my friend Kenny, he who listens to the podcast, he was just this the other day and met Mr. Jason Muse. Um you know, I met Kevin. He's like, I met Jason Muse. And I was like, I met Kevin Smith. And he's like, did you forget that Kevin Smith married me and my wife? And I was like, yes, I did. Anyway, <laughs> it was a great, it was a great conversation. So Bricktown Comedy Club, come here. It is one of the brand new, it only opened up right after the pandemic. It is one of the brand new spots to go to in Tulsa. So Bricktown Comedy Club, again, that's BricktownComedyClub.com right here in the good old Tulsa, Oklahoma, also known as the city that smokes more weed than all the state of California. All right, Mark, uh, what did you tell me about your podcast? Your uh, website real quick and your other podcasts. Uh, we are W2Mnet.com. Uh, that is the landing page for all of our podcasts. All of my stuff is Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. So if you're doing traditional audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., just type in Rattledge. It's right there. R-A-D-U-L-I-C-H, and you will find my stuff. The last couple of things we did were um, a lot of TV this week. We did Sons of Anarchy Season 1. We did Disenchantment Season 5. Um, yesterday I took my son to Dune. <laughs> Tonight we are reviewing Street Fighter, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> Because we oh we are the raccoons of podcasting. We just <laughs> dig in the trash. Uh, yeah, I know. And uh, the last Daniel Hollywood is actually on Beekeeper, right? Yes, and the last Daniel Hollywood we did on is... The oh, Beekeeper. we haven't done Beekeeper yet. That's definitely going to get some Oscar I've, nominations I've, next I've, year. I've seen it. So I, saw it I love the Beekeeper. I, I praised it a lot. Um, Everybody's giving me nothing but mad love for Beekeeper. I got to see this fucking movie. We, uh, we do do not trash. Um, on Monday, <laughs> we're going to be reviewing... Um, we're taking a week off from Damn You Hollywood to look at some Oscar stuff. Yeah, looking at past lives, the holdovers. I'm finally gonna get to the holdovers. Finally, and um, what's the other one? Past lives, uh, the maestro, yes, maestro and the holdovers. So, um, check that out if you want to see our pretty faces. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to sit all this in? Uh Um, we are on YouTube at w2mnet.com, twitch w2mnet.com. Um, my Instagram is all Mark Rattledge, uh, but especially if you want, if you're like, I don't have an attention span for fucking a two hour podcast, bro. Fine. 10 minute clips. They're all on my TikTok <laughs> at, at Mark Rattledge on TikTok right there in the box, right there, the box, right. look and at my box. Me. You'll Mark's see my name. all about you clicking his box. Yeah. Please touch my box. <laughs> you guys wanted to get to Saltburn? Yeah. Let's do it. No, dude, we just want to sit here and talk I forever. wish we in could. Fact, in fact, before we even get started in the movies, Mark, who's your pick for the Royal Rumble? Oh, my God. I'm going to get a sandwich <laughs> so I saw or something. Like... I said it was the WrestleMania is Roman Reigns versus The Rock, CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes. Go, oh, Cody! Um, uh, yeah, ever side. since uh, Seth injured himself, more likely now. Oh, no, now I'm hearing it's Seth versus Gunther is the third match. Seth, Seth injured his knee, dude. It's completely out. Uh, oh, is he done? Surgery. Do they have to now take the title off him and everything? He's gonna probably have to get his title taken off of him. <laughs> Believe God. me, I know. I'm going. I'm gonna be there, thirteenth row, and I am very, very like, what is my matches gonna be? Um, anyway, not that long ago, I took a girl out for karaoke, and um, one of the guys did 
Cody Rhodes's uh, theme song. And I'm literally talking to this girl, you know, first date and everything was a blind date. And midway through conversation, like I had to rest. You did the wrong, didn't you? I was like, Cody! Yeah. The whole, the whole, so let me tell you about the last year. Cody! Like, and she's just like, are you, are you all right? I'm yeah. like, I can't not yell Cody like that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you got to do the whoa. The whoa! <laughs> Adrenaline. Now, can't, sorry. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with CM Punk. Because that's, yeah, so, hey, <laughs> and how do you annoy Chris more than anything in the world? You we'll, talk about wrestling. Well, I mean, Chris, let's talk about the first okay, fine. And, uh <laughs> Saltburn, directed by Emily Fennell. She directed uh, Promising a Woman. You guys remember that? It's just a midge and Barbie. Boo! <laughs> Promising young woman, boo! Oh, I liked it. Um, this is <laughs> this is Barry Keegan. Is it Oliver Quick? Yes, it's exactly what you think. Just like you killed a member of my family, now you gotta kill a member of your family. Too. Also, Jacob Woody is Felix Catton. You dropped out of school at 20, and now you're a gangster. Also, Rosemont Pike is Elsbeth Catton. Does it sting more because I'm a woman? Also, uh, Archie Madukey <laughs> as Farley start. Dad, do you remember this day? Also starts Richard Grant as Sir James Cotton. Says somewhere else, Annabelle. Will Gibson as Jake. Neil, I want to read the storyline for Saltburn. For what? This fucking movie. Go ahead and read the storyline. Cool, I got it right here. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. This year in Tampa Bay, Florida, 30 men will go into a big... No, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I was reading the... Uh, I was definitely reading... Someone's excited for uh, Royal Rumble this I got weekend. You, man. Anyway, um, struggling to find his place at Oxford University, student Oliver Quick finds himself drawn into the world of the charming and aristocrat Felix Canton, who invites him to Saltburn, his eccentric family sprawling estate for summer never to be forgotten. So I've been told, penis. I know lots of penises in this movie. Um, <laughs> let me just say this felt like a Wes Anderson movie starring actual people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, I love it. So uh, oh, I've been trying to grasp what it was my whole time, and you just you just. It, right? I'm here for. So Gen Z really loves this movie. I don't know why. Oh, go no fuck these people that like, I cook it. Oh. 2007 or 2006 when this took place, and I was what I was 20 during then, so I recognized all the music and you know, like MGMT and stuff. But uh, the movie itself, it's it, it's trying to be shocking when it's really just kind of look gross. at my penis yeah, there's lots of it. one of my friends said i'm gonna see if I, without having to look at my phone i'm gonna see if i can quote him mm-hmm. he was like this movie feels like what a poor person thinks rich people act like <laughs> yeah that's a good one that's, that's good, a but... good way to explain that and I, yeah i this is shock for shock's sake this is meandering unwieldy I don't like movies where there's no rooting interest in anyone I'm watching, so I'm just watching shitty people be, be shitty, shitty until the movie is over. And yeah, and it's what the strange thing is about like when you said shock for shock, shake. There's a lot of that, and I can tell when there's shock and when there's sort of value. I can tell shock for shock, shake, and it starts for art's sake. And mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a little bit of that, but mostly shock for shock's sake. Like in the things that were supposed to be shocking, they were. I'm just uh, like my face was just like, okay. This is, I like the cinematography. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the aesthetic yeah, gonna, I, I enjoyed. 
But you that's my point. My point of this movie is that like the cinematography in this movie was on point. Like there are yeah. scenes in it that just look so beautiful that I'm like, right. okay, like, uh, like even like how the bedroom, like how like just colors pop and everything. Like I want these people to come decorate my house. Yeah, <laughs> I know? I like, enjoyed the color paletting for this movie. This this movie wins on points for purely visuals. Yeah, because yes. story and performances serviceable yeah but barry the, was pretty good barry barry keegan was pretty good for being a creepy fuck but story and theme suck dick like <laughs> yeah. this is all this is a this is very much a film film in that it succeeds as visuals but everything else that makes a film succeed that isn't visual it fails at right and, and, and every, every, everyone's like, shitty everyone's shitty. not that you need a movie to have everyone nice lights but but uh, i wasn't like i think they, they wanted us to root for uh for Oliver in this, and I didn't get that at all. I didn't root for anyone. Yeah, I, I couldn't root for Oliver. I couldn't root for. I couldn't root like. I, at one point, you're starting to feel bad for the rich family, and I'm yeah. like, I, I don't want to root for them. I don't fucking like them either. You know, like, you, you brought, have no, you have nobody to root for. And in a movie, yeah. if you don't have somebody to go behind or be or feel like, okay, that's the character I wish I was or something like that. Well, I don't think that's you know. You you brought up um, promising young woman, mm-hmm. and I booed it because. I think it took a very serious subject and didn't treat it well. And I think it went off the deep end at the end. Um, it's not that, so I don't think it's necessarily like an awful movie or anything like that. And it certainly dealt with a very serious subject matter. Um, and I think Carrie Mulligan did a good job on it. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm comparing it to Saltburn in the sense that yet again, you're presenting us with characters in situations where clearly you have a perspective you want to get across. You've got to be in your bonnet about the subject matter, but I'm not following you. You're mm-hmm. not, you're, you're, I see it because I can't not see it, but I'm not with you is the problem. Mm-hmm. You're not, this. I'm not sympathetic to your point of view. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. Is what I'm trying to say, which is, which in this particular case, who gives a shit, I booed Promising Young Woman for that reason, because I should be with the woman being harassed by men getting revenge. Yeah. And you fucking lost me. Yeah, it's it's weird when they when the I mean, a good movie should make you do these things like make you root for shitty people or they should at least see, see their side of it. But in right. this one, I didn't get that. Like you're saying, shock for shock's sake, that's what the movie is for, and there's a place for right. that. But this movie didn't have its identity enough to do that. I don't at think. least when Carrie Mulligan was abusing and, and hurting men, she was doing it because you know men in the dating world were shitty and she was mistreated mm-hmm. like understood that it was what happens at the end it was the third act that that yeah yeah it was the third act of that and this movie here right. uh like to be honest me and my uh me and my wife watched it together and mm-hmm. we were kind of like at the beginning we we're kind of like eh whatever in the third act it kind of won us over a little bit mm-hmm. because of how the conclusion was mm-hmm. they were like all right cool so it doesn't end on him fucking a pile of dirt Awesome. <laughs> we thought, we thought I kind of wish it did. Yeah. I yeah. like, we, we thought the movie was going to end with uh, Barry fucking a pile of that's dirt. That's why I thought I don't too. know if that's a spoiler. That is just one little scene, and you don't even know why he's fucking a pile of dirt. But I'm just saying, he's fucking a pile of dirt. Oh, I, I know and, what. Uh, we know like he did. I have a completely different take on this movie. If that's right. if it's just like fucking a pile of dirt, Finn. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I. I the thing is, they spent too much time on one area. If they would have, like, took in the movie and not drawn it out long against, like, because basically it's this was him long. versus the family. All right, I'm going to make a comparison here. 
the structure of the usual suspects is yeah. what they were trying to go for here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. In yeah. that you have Kaiser Sose Sina telling you this whole cockamamie story when he's uh, ver- verbal Kent. And then you're like, oh no, verbal Kent is Kaiser Sose. And you're like, shit your pants. Like, oh my God. <laughs> awesome. You know, you're like, oh my, I can't believe he did all these things. He took us on all this ride. And, you know, Joe Mangione, whatever the fuck his name is, at the end, it's like, oh my God, I've been had. And he stay, you know, and he stands up and he jumps into the limo and off he goes. And he gets away. <laughs> yeah, this really and the audience member, you're cheering. You're like, that's fucking cool as shit, yo. Like, that's awesome. That's what they were going for here, except that, you know, so it's like they're walking you. So, like, he conned this family, essentially. He told them a bunch of bullshit. He did a bunch of horrible things to get himself ahead. And he ended up. The prize was he got salt burn in the end. Okay, you, you conned the rich family out of their mansion. Yeah, this is your, this is sort of your morality tale about how you know the poor should get over on the rich. And I'm like, okay, but I, I don't never, like him. Yeah, I, yeah, that's my point. Like, I don't like that. That was what I was thinking about about um, about Carrie Mulligan and um, what do you call Pretty it? Young I thing. just said it. Huh? Pretty was, young thing. Promising young woman. Promising young woman. Promising young woman. I was called. I was close. You know, you were. Young thing. <laughs> I almost said it. Like that one. Um, is I at least sympathize with her point of view and why she was doing what she was doing, even if I didn't agree with her method. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I I don't sympathize with his point of view. I don't sympathize with his plight, and I think he's just a shitty person. And what he does to the and, and I don't think these people deserved it either. <laughs> yeah, I don't You're think anybody you. in this fucking film. Deserve no, what they no, what happened no, to them. I mean, not not one person I think deserved. I think they were shitty, right. but they weren't super shitty, right? You know, what I'm like, saying I could, they, I could at least say with the usual suspects, all those people deserve what they got in the end. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. every last one of them got what they deserve. I can't say that about except, this movie, except for except for Toro, because man, that guy is just fly like a mother. Oh, yeah. So I mean, he just he doesn't deserve anything bad. But all right, at that point, um, Chris, what what do you give this movie? Oh, mine's like 3.4, 3.5 out of 5. Because like I said. 3.5 out of 5? Yeah, probably. I mean, it, it was it was okay, but I'm not sure why everyone's jizzing their pants over it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mark? If people are jizzing in their pants over it, it's because collectively we're dumb. <laughs> and we get impressed by jingling keys and bright colors. And, uh, and um, uh, breaking is kind of kind of big pick, dick, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm guessing people don't watch a lot of art. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it a five, but here's why the stuff that works, works, works. Out of five? No. A, oh God. No. I thought we were doing this out of five. Oh no. A five out of five. We got a so. five here, bro. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I was like, you think it's Ten. Oh, my God. I loved it. <laughs> 2.5. Um, oh, wow. out of five. oh, that's a movie that don't suck. Tag oh, you're, giving it, you're giving it an STD. Yeah. Something to do. Okay, I don't know your rules. Sorry. <laughs> oh, something to do. Something to do. Something to do. Something to do. It's not like it doesn't change the world. It doesn't make anything feel good. This is kind of movie, just drink a beer, something to do. So movies that don't <laughs> suck and something to do, this is something to do, so STD tag. That's what we- <laughs> yeah. Okay. My point is, it, it's it's halfway, it's mid, because what works, works really, really well. Mm-hmm. Cinematography, color paletting, um, the architecture of the house, all of the visual stuff works. All of the non visual stuff doesn't work. So that's to me a 50%. Okay, that's fair. You? Yeah. That's very fair. Very fair. Um, I'm. I'm not at 3.5. Fuck that. I'm not at a 2.5. I don't think it deserves that low. Because guess what? I saw the Joker's dick. And that's <laughs> enough to give it at least a 3.1. Okay. 
I've never seen any of the Joker's dick before. I've never seen Jack Nicholson's yeah, dick. Yeah. I've never seen Heath Ledger's dick. Joker's dick. But, but oh, the, he's the Joker in the Batman. That's going to be in the Batman too. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> he's like, <"Fuck." laughs> so he's the voice that's talking to Riddler. And that's I, a general yeah. ugh for me. I don't want there to be a Batman too. It was very much like, like, oh my god, this was perfect. It made me feel young, like when the world was new. Please stop doing this now. <laughs> Which is exactly how I felt about Joker. Keep going. <laughs> Anyway, All right, uh, so I'm on com right now. I will give Neil, and Neil tries to guess the audience in the great score. Neil, what is the audience score for Saltburn? Get the guess. Um, man, I'm going to definitely have to go with, I think the audience gave this. Man, everybody's in sucking dick on this one. I think it's they're going to at least give it a 78%. You're really close, 79 yeah. Damn! Why I can't get right on again. I haven't been right on the number in like almost a year, and it sucks. Here's what Usually the audience, I'm like one point off. All here's the what the audience right. says. It says Saltburn is really intense, and the cast does a terrific job. But if you're easily grossed out or offended, this probably isn't the movie for you. Whatever. Um, what if it? you were grossed out or offended by this movie, you're a fucking limp dick pants. I know. Pussy. I know. What a puss. <laughs> Good God, go live. Yeah, right, Neil. go live a little bit, really. Yeah, the there was a penis. For there was a penis in there. Oh my God! For he fuck's put sake, his bunch of food. Like she was on the period. Oh my God! Yeah, the, the, if you're uh, fucking a girl on a period. You're not a real man. There's more gravelage on Doc. Neil, what is the critic score for Sovereign? Uh, the critic score is since again uh, the critics have been really all up on this, like it's the greatest thing since um, sliced bread. Uh, let's go for ninety one percent, seventy one percent. Damn, yeah, yeah. they went lower than the audience. Uh, what was the critics? Uh, Emerald Fennell's candy coating incisive saltburn is debauched jolt to the senses that will be invigorating for most. Whatever. Um, this is saltburn. Uh, I sat through three seasons of Legion. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> So here's a here's here I'm doing a good review and a bad review. This is from this is from Rex Reed of the Azuri. He gets it four out of four. He says Power Barry Keegan's center ring performance cannot be adequately overpraised. Uh, this is the guy who he, this is the same guy who gave one to uh, four things. So fuck him. And then this is Ty Burr from Ty Burr's watch list. He says there's four ground for satire here, but that would require a scalpel. And Fennell wields a blunt hatchet. So. <laughs> Blunt something. Yeah, blunt something from. Mm-hmm. So that that was so so blunt. Um, but um, <laughs> if you guys want to see this, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. If you this feels like something you'll watch, uh, all of us here weren't that impressed. There's penis. There's penis. Yeah, if you, if you really want to see Barry Keegan's penis flop about, <laughs> you can that was see. a very family. Hey, guy dude, people, people, hey, people watched Sliver to see freaking Sharon Stone naked for a second time. <laughs> Like, come on, seriously. Let me, like, let me that say that that ending, like, for the first two or three minutes that he's running around the house naked, I'm like, uh-huh. ah, the bad guy won in the end. That wasn't that fun. Oh, look, his penis. Okay, roll. Oh, my, we're still going with this? 20 minutes later, he's still <laughs> running to the fucking house. Like, dude, you know, like, that was overindulgent. Yeah, yeah. But Neil's been talking about way more than I thought he Like, I thought I'd be the one talking about more. Neil's bringing up more. But, you know, it's time for news. This is the Movies Don't Suck and Some of Them News. I'm going to read stuff to Chris because he's Amish and doesn't know how to read his device. I'm the one doing these fucking sound bites, dude. 
I know. That's why it's funny, Chris. It's you. not real. God damn it. How many times do I got to tell you this? <laughs> All right. Let's get it over with. Uh, the little gold man has been nominated. All the nominees are out there. And everybody's pissed because every year they got to be pissed about something. Guys, are they okay to be pissed? About Did you see Whoopi Barbie Goldberg's sisters? comment on this? Whoopi Goldberg... I'm voting for her for president. She, she <laughs> fucking nailed it, man. Whoopi Goldberg's comment about there is no such thing as an Oscar sub. Sometimes you don't get everything you think you deserve in life. Mm. Like, bravo, bravo, Whoopi. Whoopi, Whoopi rules. So, yeah. Uh, as, an, as an ally of the black community. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're all allies here. So, um, super pissed that, uh, that Greta Gerwig is nominated for best director and that Margaret Robbie didn't nominated for best actress. Um, I haven't seen the other ones that are nominated, so I can't really speak to that. Maybe they're all better than that, but uh, I mean, yeah, Barbie got nominated for best best picture, which is honestly better. I think that we could have hoped for, honestly. My only my only thing about that is like the law of averages. Like, how do you get nominated for best picture but not best director? Right, that's a good question. I don't I don't know the answer to that either. Um, I like the the thing of it is is like directing your movie is a big part of why it's. Good. Oh, why is it worse? Yeah. Like, I don't I know, understand right? this. So it's like, so when I saw that, because I had, because I didn't even notice, I didn't look at. Since we focus so much on the, what the best picture nominees are, yeah. I only paid attention to that. Um, and and right. just for just to annoy Robert, I checked to see if Ryan Gosling got nominated for for best supporting actor. Well, she did. Or best actor, which he did. Which he did. Um, and I made sure to rub Robert's nose in it. I love. But, um, are, are you me? Do you, you love Ryan Gosling? Like, like I do. I mean, because like, what now? Do you, does he hate Ryan Gosling? Robert hates everything. Yeah, he but he definitely was just like, you know, Ryan having not seen Barbie, so he'd be <laughs> an expert in the matter. He was like, No, Ryan Gosling shouldn't get nominated for Ken. And I'm like, You need to see the movie yeah. <laughs> and be open about it. But anyway, um, so I didn't look to see what the other nominees were, so I just looked at Best Picture and I'm like, Okay, there's not a lot of surprises here. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew Barbie and Oppenheimer were gonna be on there. Yeah. And then Yeah, you know, everything the like everything this this whole holiday this whole award season, it's like like I, I can't even remember what was the last one that came out. Like, were the critics claim awards or what was it? The critics award. I wanted to shoot them last year for nominating Avatar. That fuck was, that. that fuck that. That like, screamed of Kevin Smith movie. yelling, "Make fuck a populist choice!" And I'm like, "Oh, please." Can, just can we look. talk about like, why everyone fucking loves Avatar? It's not that good. It's not. No, it's not. Yeah. Like, look, you want to talk about like cinematography? You want to talk about visual effects? Yeah, sure. nominated all day yeah. long. Best picture? Are you but, out of your mind? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I'm only who, who's dick did James Cameron suck to get this? Only <laughs> you know, like, like, because I mean, because he, because even when look, he talks about Avatar, it, you can see him auto flitting himself the whole time. Like, I'm so the, <laughs> I'm the shit, and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like. It's not that good. It's, it's fun goalie. That's what it is. So I, I, I get that, like Avatar. I get that there's there's ten best pictures. You can't have ten best directors. It's just weird, and that's my only argument with Barbie. Like, if it made the best picture yeah. list, why wouldn't Greta Gerwig oh. get best director? I mean, honestly, sorry, Barbie's one of, of the of the top five movies in there. It's up there. It's better than Past Lives, which I get. Past Lives, it's it's dude. A, Past lives. I don't even know why I got nominated for best picture. I just it's watched right, that. Right. Such a weird I don't movie, even right? understand. Another thing we got to talk about too about the Oscars is that for the first time ever, a director has been nominated for the tenth 
time. A live director has been directed, uh, has been nominated for a tenth time. Mr. Martin Scorsese has surpassed Steven Spielberg as the most nominated director of all time. Does Martin deserve it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure, yeah. Look, I mean, Mar- Martin, when we did, when we reviewed Killers of the Flower Moon, we went through his entire filmography. He's got more hits than misses. Mm-hmm. You know, every at almost every at bat, he cracks he cracks the ball. Why wouldn't you nominate him? I think, I think pissing on Martin Scorsese, you're either one of these child Marvel deadites that you know the man said something unkind about Marvel, which he was in every right to, and got way taken out of context. Mm-hmm. And you're a crybaby and can't get over it. Um, that's half of them. The other half, like, don't appreciate the the, the art that he puts out. And I'm not going to apologize for either one of those groups of people. I think they're both terrible. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Martin, Martin Scorsese is one of the best filmmakers um, in my nigh on 50 years of being on this planet, and he deserves all the flowers he gets. Yeah, I'll, I'll fucking fight people who don't tell me otherwise. Yeah, I mean, uh, he he is a master, and it's... Yeah. You can't, you can't watch movies and not know that. You know what I mean? Like, just the craft of it. So, he's dominated. Yeah. If you win, I'm going to be pissed, you know, at all. No, neither do I. Uh, all right, so... Uh, moving on, Jacob L. Lordy was actually one of the better parts of Saltburn, if we say. He was so like, dreamy. He was one of the better. <laughs> he was so dreamy. Well, now he's going to be ugly as fuck because Del Toro just made him his Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, he did. In the new Bride of Frankenstein male movie, Del Toro is going to be making him into the most hideous looking fucking creature on earth. Can't wait. Way to go. <laughs> you know, he was uh, the last Saturday. I guess when this comes out, it'll be the Saturday before. Uh, last Saturday, he was the host of SNL, and I had no fucking clue who he was. And that's why I had to look him up, and then that's why I found out about the, the I Salt still don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who Jacob Elordi a- is? I keep thinking you're thinking, you're saying Lordy, the heavy metal band. <laughs> I, I am. I was seeing how many times it takes till somebody let's go slaughter he man he's a sissy will make it hurt <laughs> the devil is a loser and he's my bitch yeah anyway, I love anyway what is it I like I James dug a hole Gunn. in the backyard for you <laughs> I know dude I, I was listening to Guar earlier nice my wife walked in she's like Guar anyway <laughs> anyway uh, James Gunn shares that that yes the Elseworlds Superman project is still happening and Michael B Jordan is in the runs to be that Superman oh we're still doing black Superman we haven't pissed off enough white nerds we have not we have not pissed off enough the project <laughs> is going to be I'm fine with black Superman. I'm totally fine with black Superman it will be a 20th century period piece I'm, t- I'm fine with black Superman I like black Superman I don't care one way or the other yeah. make your make your stupid black Superman either. movie don't and for anyone listening to this it's like uh, does he not know there was a black Superman I'm well aware of that and I still don't care <laughs> yeah. I just I we're don't all care we, we know care. We, we know pretty much all that happened yeah. and all the nerdums yeah um, one, I to be Matthew clear, Vaughan. I don't care when they race swap people, and I don't care when they make the the lesser the lesser known. No, this is other this is my opinion on all. This is my opinion on all things. Period. I don't yeah. care if it's music, movies, whatever. That if someone does a reboot, remake, revisioning, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck ever, that is their version of it. Why yeah. am I? To tell that person that's not the correct, it's not good for me. I didn't enjoy it. My, I didn't like it. I was Maybe, saying, my only like it's 
I'm, I want to go. I mean, just like the Christopher Nolan universe. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Not my Batman. My Batman's not a bitch. That bitch is out after 18 months and a Joker that paints on his face. My, my only comment about this is like, I don't care. I'll go see it, but I go see most. I go see lots of things. Someone yeah, got yeah. me to watch Saltburn today. I don't know why they hate me. <laughs> um, but, Sorry, anyway, no. moving on. No, well, the, the point I was trying to make is who the fuck do they think is going to go see Black Superman? Like, maybe the handful of comic book heroes. And, like, everybody else is so pissed off at now at Hollywood for what they've done to comic books. I don't know who the audience for this is. That's all I'm no, I don't either. That's the thing. I don't know. Who the, I, I know they're probably going for the... I know they're probably trying to do the African-American, you know, audience. I've that, a, you hang know. on. Let me, let me say this one sentence, and then I, I will stop hijacking your show. <laughs> let me tell you the secret to most fandoms. They're not interested in gender or race. They're interested in the heroes they read about being represented properly on screen. That goes for black people and women, by the way. Women don't want to see women on screen. They want to see the heroes they like on screen. This is what happened with Star Wars with Daisy Ridley. Was it's it's not that they these people wanted to see the Star Wars they liked represented well and well told. Same thing with comic book heroes. Like, black people are not necessarily, like, we just want to see black heroes. We want to see heroes. If they happen to be black, Black Panther being a great example of this, yay, they're happy. That's it. That's all I'm saying is, like, people want to see the stuff they like represented well on screen. They're not as caught up uh, in race and gender as the little Hollywood bubble seems seems to be and seems to think everyone else is. I'm off my soapbox. Let's get some news in really quick. Acting uh, One has uh, made it very clear that Kingman Three is being written as of right now. We are going to get a final sequel uh, before Colin. He's going to have it done and shot in the next two years at most. He doesn't want Colin Firth or Taron Egerton to get too old to surpass what he wants for the the sequel to happen. I really like the first Kingsman. I really have no thoughts on the other ones. Yeah, yeah see the Kingsman prequel with Rasputin sexually assaulting um, the lead in that movie was fucking hilarious. It was. It was it weird. Was awful, but hilarious. <laughs> I do like the. Uh, I mean, uh, we got some of that first scene, that scene in the first one where uh, is it Colin Firth? He's being the shit out of people in that church. Is that Colin Firth? Yeah, that's amazing. It's that that scene. I like Matthew Vaughn as a director. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to Argyle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Argyle is the movie that I am looking for. Because that next to. month, I yeah. think, if I'm mistaken. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes. I, know. I don't think there's a movie I'm looking forward to more than that all year long, except for Deadpool 3. I was going to say, not Deadpool. <laughs> right? Yeah, Deadpool 3. Yeah. I was going to say, Deadpool 3 is like literally, besides, besides that, is literally. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, like, only it's, movie I'm generally of. pretty positive uh, about the movie schedule, but and you're not wrong. I'm th- look at, we when we looked ahead in our year in review at the year of our Lord 2024, mm-hmm. we kind of, we looked at the landscape of movies. We're like, wow, this is a fucking desolate wasteland. <laughs> and and, like, and I'm with you. I'm kind of looking forward to Deadpool, but... Talking about desolate wastelands, Mark. Yeah. Uh, director and uh, Doug Lehman is not going to be particip- participating in uh, South by Southwest screening because he is completely pissed that Amazon is not releasing his new movie, which... Mark has already know that it's going to be one of the greatest movies of the year, Roadhouse. Oh, great! Oh, you mean not putting it in theaters? Not yeah. putting it in theaters because of that he is now protesting any kind of media for the movie. He does know no one would have seen it, right? 
Like, <laughs> no one was going to the theater to see fucking Roadhouse. Like people will watch. I I I think when the I, Zambia Zumbia whatever the fuck the name of the company mm. is that tracks um the track streams. Uh, I think I think it's going to do really well on Amazon. I did a trailer reaction for it today. Which, by the way, my TikTok, the average amount of TikToks that I get, views that I get, is somewhere between two and three hundred. Mm-hmm. I was at nine hundred last time I checked. For my trailer <laughs> reaction to Roadhouse. <laughs> there, there was an there's an online internet buzz with this thing with Jake Gyllenhaal and Conor McGregor. Um, and I think because no one has to pay for it, yeah, it's going to get streamed. It's oh, going to yeah. get watched. It's going to be a huge internet success. Yeah. I'm afraid it's going to be white man can't jump quality. And I'm fucking <laughs> mad at myself as an aside that when we did our best and worst of a few weeks ago, um, I didn't mention how bad white man can't jump is. But yeah, I think I think Roadhouse is going to be awesome. But I'm with Doug Lyman. Uh, also coming up in this year, uh, we just got a reminder that guess what? Matthew Vaughn, he's not done with Kick-Ass and neither are you because we're getting three new movies completely rebooting the complete series. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Kick ass. Uh, Richard Simmons isn't dead, and he told everybody because his Twitter, as he says, he hates that Pauly Shore is going to play him in his biopic. <laughs> and plays like comedy, right? Like, like, like uh, Pauly Shore. I don't know, man. I mean, it's Pauly Shore. Maybe the guy has drama acts that we don't know. He never got a chance. Did he ever? Was he ever does in a drama do, movie? Does he need a chance? <laughs> but um. Paulie Shore deserves a chance. We loved him enough. We loved him and threw him to the curb in the 80s and 90s. We we fucking raked that until there was not a penny left of entertainment out of that poor boy and threw him to the curb like he was shit. Okay, buddy. Let's move on. <laughs> Adam Sandler's uh, most watched animated movie is now getting a sequel. Hey, Crazy Nights? Leo <laughs> is getting a sequel. It's insane. Like Crazy Nights, but okay. So, it became the most watched debut of an animated movie on uh, any streaming platform earlier this uh, in 2023, and Leo is now going to become a series of films. Did you see Leo, Mark? And no, okay, I didn't either. Just sorry, neither you said we. and you said there's going to be more movies in a TV show, and my brain just. <laughs> Here's someone. Here's someone that does deserve what's coming up for him. Originally, uh, Kenya Barris was going to do a single biopic movie of the greatest stand-up comedian of all times, Richard Pryor. Yep. But now it is not going to be a biopic movie. He is making a, a ten-part episode series. Done. I'm in the entire TV I, party I tonight. Am one hundred percent. And Fuck yes, Rich, Richard Pryor's on my Mount Rushmore of comedians. Oh, he's my right favorite comedian. Sam. He's not even on. Like, even if I was to do a Mount Rushmore, his would have to be the head that's a little bit higher than everybody else's. Because yeah. Richard Pryor figured out how to do it. Richard Pryor's right up he, there with Carlin, with Carlin, um, Sam Kennison, and Andrew Dice Bruce. Clay for me. He's fucking yeah, brilliant. Lenny Bruce, uh, Robin yeah. Williams, Andrew Dice Clay, like literally on the. Uh, oh man, it's all about. Uh, my son's like a big, a big fan of stand-up comedy. And he yeah. like writes bits. I put him on TikTok. I've actually played for him, Richard Pryor. I have to find select Richard, Richard Pryor bits, but like, <laughs> I, I he's one of those guys I kind of point to him and Robin Williams. I kind of point to him for my son and go do what they're doing. Yeah. See how they tell jokes. Do that. Uh, I fucking yeah. love Richard Pryor so much. <sighs> he's the goat. He's the goat. All right, cliffhangers. Director is concerned that the sequel 
is gonna use way too much CGI. I wonder why. Are you Maybe shitting me? They're doing a sequel. Old man shouldn't be on a fucking mountain. They're doing a sequel. To, we didn't get all we needed out of the first cliffhanger. <laughs> no, I guess not. I guess we need a ninety-year-old uh, Sylvester Stallone. Hey, I'll go up the field and get it. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the Tulsa King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Tulsa King. The Tulsa King is not done with the mountain. I gotta tell you, man. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. It's seeing, seeing him take his shirt off and like now, it's just kind of the grossest thing oh. I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> like look at those weird old man veins that are popping out of him. It's like, it's like oh, it's it, it looks like it's supposed to sw- it's supposed to go down, it's, but it doesn't, it's, and it's like it's, yeah, it's weird. Look, it's weird. in my youth, I look like Brock Lesnar, but <laughs> but age catches up to us all, and now I look like Danny. Day. I know, I know. You should see me back in my Hulk Hogan days. That's all right. right, last but not least, guys, we got the one hundred percent certification that this past week that one of the greatest characters in all of film history is returning to the big screen. You know him. You love him. Everybody wants to be with him. The one and only. That's right. Slimer. Slimer is coming back to the world of cinema. I mean... God damn it, really, guys? Listen, listen, I... I'm the only one excited about Slime. I'm half, like, trying to shut up so we can get through this segment, and half don't give a fuck. Uh, (laughs) All right, that's the end of the news. (laughs) That was the movies that don't suck at some news. Mark just now realized he hates us. All right, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about American fiction, starring uh, directed by Cord Jefferson. Uh, he directed such things as he's a writer for the Good Place. He directed uh, he wrote some of the stuff for the for the Watchmen. He's also a writer and master of none. Good for him. Uh, like all those things. And then he stars Jeffrey Wright as Thunk Thelonious uh, Monk Ellison. Who, what, where, when, how? Also, Tracy Ellis Ross is Lisa Ellison. In the history of music only five women over 40 have ever had a number one hit uh this also stars john ortiz as arthur being in the blue uh, eric alex uh, eric salander Coraline, leslie uggams as agnes ellison am i crazy or is your hand really small also sterling k brown as clifford ellison it wasn't luck yes it was you got lucky at every turn no. i knew exactly where i was driving uh, also, the stars Adam Brody is Wiley Valespino. Issa Rae is Centaur Golden. Uh, fuck, where was I? I'm, I'm in. Uh, we'll do uh, My, Myra Lucretia Taylor as Lorraine and Raymond Anthony Thomas as Maynard. You know, what's your storyline for this movie? Breaking fiction. Or Jefferson's hilarious directional debut confronts our culture's obsession with reducing people to outrageous stereotypes. Jeffrey Wright stars as Monk, a frustrated novelist who's fed up with the establishment profiting from black entertainment that really is on tired and offensive tracks. To prove his point, Monk uses a pen name to write his own outlandish black book, The Pope him into the heart of hypocrisy and the madness he claims to disdain. I really fucking love this movie. This movie sucked. Yeah, no, I loved it. I it was just the worst movie I ever saw. It, like, it literally, not- it made no sense. It was literally bullshit yeah, after and, bullshit. And you'll stop fucking around. I know you love this movie. 
I totally fucking, I love this fucking movie. Like, I love, okay, this is what I love. I'm going to say this point, and then you guys jump in and, and do all you what you do. I was at the movie theater. These two fucking douchebag dudes sat right in front of me, right? And I mean talking college douchebag guys that are just like, <laughs> you know, as soon as the, uh, the, the MGM studio, you know, that lion came up mm-hmm. on the screen. They're still, <laughs> and I had to use my big man voice <laughs> to be like, hey, shut the fuck up. Movie started. You know, like yeah. that voice, uh-huh. right? And so then they're kind of quiet. And then they laughed at points where, you know, we we're laughing. Yeah. But then I could see that the intelligent parts, like, um, uh, what was the one joke that really stood out? Uh, when there's like, Oh, you know, we're here because we want to, you know, we all voted for this because we we were listening to black voices and the voices are not listening to other black people. And I was like, so they they didn't laugh at that because they didn't get the smart jokes. They didn't get the, the intelligent jokes. And I was like, oh, so this movie works on different levels. If you're a smart person, you catch the smart jokes. And if you're a dumb douchebag college boy, you get the funny, dumb sense of humor. So it works on multiple levels. What, multiple I, really, what I really like about it's one of those movies that made you look at yourself while you're watching it. You know, as white, Ooh, you know, as, yeah. as three white uh, middle-aged men. Um, excuse me, Daryl. All to know here. my race. I'm transracial. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, Jeffrey Wright was the perfect person to lead this movie. Perfect. Yeah, uh, he was. He's. I love this movie, but here's what I'll tell you: yeah, I didn't love it as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I want. I wish it had been more bitingly satirical, kind mm-hmm. of like the Great White Hype. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's what I yes. wanted. Oh, it, it's a that's little a great more, way to put that. Yeah, it's a little more subdued and subtle than I was hoping it would be based on the trailer. But once I kind of exhaled and let go of my 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 um, expectation expectations, yeah, I I was able to just sit down and enjoy it on an intellectual level. And I definitely liked what it had to say. And my favorite part of this movie was the conversation between two black people, was Jeffrey Wright and the I, I can't remember the actress's name, but the woman who wrote. The other book, um, uh, it's entire golden disarray. Yeah, yeah. And so when we see when we it's the, the the thing they show you in the trailer, if you've only seen that, is she's reading an excerpt from her book, and it's all like ghetto speech, and you know, and that's what kind of inspires him to do what he does mm. with the book with you know, <laughs> and and then the just it's just the two of them. It's just these two these two elder successful black writers, and they're having a conversation. He was like, and Jeffrey Wright, I think the thing I like about a well-told movies is when you can see both perspectives. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at both, like they're both right. Yep. Um, and it's kind of which, you know, it's kind of how you feel personally, which who more, who's more right than the other. And Jeffrey Wright's whole thing about like to be black is to not be one thing. Just like to be mm-hmm. white is not to be, isn't to be one thing. Yep. You know, the, the, the authentic black experience is the authentic human experience. And mm-hmm. maybe we should stop pigeonholing, what it means to be black into a handful of the worst possible things you you could think about. Oh yeah, and she's going. If you discount those things, you're taking away part of the black experience, just as if you would do it to white people. You know, as if there's no such thing as poor whites or trashy white people. Mm-hmm. Like, of course there is. Where do these word term white you know, trash comes from? Jump in on that point right there. One of my mm-hmm. favorite uh, pro wrestlers of the last decade, uh, Mr. Cody Rhodes. Uh, one point time, his uh, he he said this wonderful. It was in a I think it's in his documentary or, or something like that. And he said about his wife Brandy, who is you know uh, African American. She was like, 
he's like, I don't see color. I don't see you as a color. And then she goes, then you don't see me. Right. You right. don't see. Cody Rhodes would be the expert because his, him and his wife, Brandy, had the first ever interracial baby, as we know. Um, yes, <laughs> duh, because he's the greatest pro so, wrestler in the last so, decade. Yeah, like, when people say, when people people say they don't see race, I'm like, why not? Like, like, like you're just saying part of the, like, you have to be okay with who they are and not, not see it. Right. You know, look, I, I'm a proud white person. I'm sure. So just so as you guys into not into not acknowledge the fact that I'm white and as well as a dozen other things mm-hmm. is to miss a part of who I am as a person and part of my journey. Right. That's the same thing as black. This is kind of what I was saying before. And I don't know how much of that, inf- that conversation got cut out or whatever, but you know, when, when you start treating races or genders like Fabergé eggs, mm-hmm. you demean them as people. Yep. You're saying they're not they're not wor- they're not worthy enough or strong Preach enough it. people. Preach it, Mark. <laughs> like. All right, now I'm on my soapbox. Um, they're not worthy enough or strong enough as people to be seen as a whole person, and you have to give them special dispensation. That's ridiculous. And this really, this really really highlights that too. Like right, yeah. And I really th- uh, like it's it's important from that aspect for at least the the conversation to to be not so combative but sort of understanding. Um, right. Uh, and. I, honestly, and to say like the thing, the thing I love about this movie too is the fact that it was saying like, "Hey, just because somebody's black doesn't mean that they're this. Because someone's white doesn't mean that they're this. Not because you know it. Like every single person is completely different, and nobody lives like like to act the way he had to act by writing that book uh, for his, you know, fuck the yeah. book is called <laughs> fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, or by pathology. Like, yeah, either way, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, like, um, the for him to act that way is something that he never knows him. He he grew up in a rich house in fucking right. Boston on this, and they got two houses. But like, other, I've, been, yeah. I've been looking, I've been looking to move to Boston for the last year, bro. And like, literally, do you know how much houses are up fucking? There, yes, bro? a zillion dollars, same as New York. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to make this one point because I'm not sure how much longer we're gonna do this, but. You know, the her point about I wrote what the marketplace will accept, which is the point that I was making about Black Superman. Make your movie if you want to make your movie. I'm not saying don't. I'm not even saying people won't see it or won't watch it, but know what your market wants. Right. And if you if you don't want to write something for the marketplace, that is your purview. Um, and I'm not going to get into a long economical thing about whether or not you'll get money for it. <laughs> My point is, like, you're do what you want to do. And some of us are motivated by our hearts and minds and want to make art for art's sake. Mm-hmm. And what we're willing to take the fact that nobody sees or, or reads or whatever, <laughs> what we're doing. And some of us are going to do things because we want to make money and kind of figure out how to do that to where we don't completely lose our soul. And some of us are willing to just have no soul about it. Yep. And that was what she was trying to say. She was like, yeah. I write and sell books. I wrote what the marketplace wants. I'm not taking responsibility for the marketplace. And his thing is like, you're perpetuating the worst stereotypes about black people. You're not helping. And she was like, it's not my responsibility to help or not help. It's my responsibility to make money and pay bills. Yep. Yes. And I was like, I'm with you, lady. Like, <laughs> I, I, I sympathize with Jeffrey Wright's character and his argument. I truly do. Mm-hmm. Do I want to see the best parts of the black experience presented in art? Sure. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Um, do I think people are going to buy that? Probably not. And that says a lot about us as a culture than not. This is why the minstrel uh, stuff lasted for as long as it did. Mm-hmm. But I, but th- th- there comes a point where you just can't fight City Hall anymore. Yeah. And 
you know, it's funny. Um, a lot of uh, TikTok clips are of the movie 42 with Jackie Robinson. Yeah. And it's kind of the reverse yeah. of what we're saying. But it's like, well, nobody wants black people to succeed or be where white people are. Okay, but he's a really good baseball player and he puts butts in seats. So we're bringing him in anyway. No, I no longer care that he's black. I care that he can crack the ball over the fence. Yeah. Right. And steal bases. And that's the point. Like, you, you, you know, you do things, if you're motivated to make money, you're going to do things that make money. And if that means sometimes putting the worst of things out there, so be it. That's yeah. the shitty part of human nature, unfortunately. But it's not a whole lot any of us individually can do anything about. We just kind of go with it. Yep. Yeah. The thing I don't, the thing I, I don't get, and, and I, you know, maybe because I think of things from more of a scientific view on when it mm-hmm. comes to race and stuff like that. Like color is only because that's where the people that of that color or like, uh, you know, like we're starting at the planet against the sun. Like each one of them's pigments was created like or evolved to what it was the to fight the sun. Yeah. So like white people, we were supposed to be in the fucking up cold north. Anywhere else that we're up besides that is not what we're supposed to be at. And so that's why to me, like, and I also grew up in like a very, you know, in South Side, Chicago, Northern Indiana area where it was just every mixture of person. I mean, so uh, the family next to <clears throat> us were his, Hispanic. The family across the road. I grew up in Uniondale, kids. Long Island, in the in the shadow of the Nassau Coliseum. Um, I was the white kid. Yes. <laughs> One. Yes. I was. I was All the black. white Irish I, kid. I, I, like, I, uh, my my school. I was. It was ninety five percent black. So I was. There you go. Of, yeah, I was one of two white kids. Um, brother. The other one being your twin brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thing I really liked about this movie is the fact that it really does go out of its way to show an array of black voices mm-hmm. and black personalities because you have Jeffrey Wright, who um, is very much a professional and an intellectual and comes across that way. And then you have his brother, who's also a successful person. But, you know, I mean, sometimes and colloquially he drops the N-bomb. Yeah. And, and, like, and it's like, it's a reminder that this has just become part of, you know, it, it, it it's like cursing, you know, it just becomes part of our speech. I, I fucking love Sterling. I love Cliff out. Uh, mm-hmm. There he's, 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 oh, look at him. That's an eight pack. Oh, so that's hard. an eight pack. This look at that. Lick his abs. Arr, oh my God. That is an eight pack. I want to say that. I, I, I want to play bluegrass say, off those abs. I know. God damn. But, uh, save us, saves us some man. But, uh, <laughs> when, when I saw he was nominated for best supporting actor, I was like, yeah, because he's yeah. he's he's my probably my favorite part of the movie is Cliff's character or Cliff. Yes, oh, dude, I just I love that he just shows up randomly and just blow with a bunch of <laughs> half naked men. It's just like, oh, cool. I mean, who <laughs> blow with a bunch of half naked men? Come on now. And also, I, uh, I do that all with the, the time. With this like movie, though, I'm not go only do it after I leave here. Does it tackle sort of racist? You also tackled tackled the subject of aging parents, how you take care of them, yeah, that sort of thing. So like, it's heartbreaking. And and family, just like the like, there's so many things packed in this movie that they mm-hmm. that they handle so delicately and and in ways that are kind of funny it kind of like you said heartbreaking i struggled with though chris was like i so wanted this like i said i brought the great white hype please make fun of our stupid racial problems in this country <laughs> please make fun of the fact that we want no- the vast majority of us want nothing more than the minstrels to come back yeah that's it we just please do black her face <laughs> and, and it's like please make fun of that and it's like it's a little bit of the movie but a lot of it is his struggling in this family and yeah. this family's like collective trauma and i love that but it was one of those things where it's like you drew me in 
with the satire of um, so you want to the, the satire about race, but it really is a lot of family drama. That's like two thirds of the movie. Yeah, and so and, and also sort of like just his like what you know how his being brought up affects this guy in getting relationships. So mm-hmm. yeah, so tied to family, and so yeah, it's it's a little bit about that. It's a little bit about about the book. Well, I think okay. So this is why I think they did that, though. Uh, I feel I, I hear your argument. I hear that you know they they pulled you in here with the argument that it's about a guy having to fake, uh, you know, fake have, it to make yeah, it. Having a, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it showed you a story of understanding that people across every platform can understand. They can understand a mother getting old and getting sick and getting Alzheimer's. Sure. You can understand a brother that, you know, is there only when the families are, you know, dying or or moving on. You can, you know, you can understand these parts of a family element because everybody's family has it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that, I love that the movie is actually doing the thing that they're talking about, like in the movie. It's the thing that needs to be done is like showing everybody has a fucked up family. Nobody yeah. has it. Like every member of the fucking cast, every, every not member, but not of the cast, but every character in this movie had a fucked up situation. There wasn't anybody that had a happy situation. Everybody had a fucked up life. Yeah. Which just shows that people need to understand everybody has a fucked up life. Even the billionaire that, yeah, he has a billion dollars, but still his grandma passed away probably. You know, his his sister probably died or, you know, something happened that we all have to deal with as human beings. No matter what our race or our origin or whatever our story is, it shows that we're all just humans. And then at the point, points out that everybody doesn't think that way that they think that everybody has these stupid lifestyles that are completely different than everybody else based on race and all the above. There was a running gag on Daniel Hollywood for a while where I would say something patently absurd. And we would joke that there was a unpaid intern, you know, secretly listening to our show and reporting our stupid ideas back to executive producers (laughs) because too much of what I was saying was coming true. And what I was saying was dumb. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, and so I laughed at this movie because that's the whole premise is that he he's so irritated by what the marketplace wants. And, you know, and sort of that, again, I'm going to bring up the word minstrel, you know, that's sort of mm-hmm. minstrel culture mm-hmm. uh, from black people that he goes out of his way to write like the most minstrelly ghetto book possible, thinking there's no possible way this is going to be successful. Yeah. And it's a hit. And then he's like. Okay, I, I really don't want this to be a hit. This was supposed to shame people. Yeah, you know, this, this, I was trying to make a point. This is a this is a protest, mm-hmm. and so he's like, well, okay, well, I gotta up the ante now. I gotta make this. I gotta make be dubber about this, and nothing. And it's and it's the producers. Yeah, you know, I, I did right. everything. I, where, where, where did I go wrong? I did everything. I did everything wrong. I really like. I really like Torres. I like Torres. I like Torres. Criticism of Jeff's book or of, uh, of Monk's book in this, like she caught on to it being kind of soulless. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because everyone else on that that crew was a white person. They're like, "Oh, we loved it. This is raw." And um, well, it's because it's because the average white person it's raw. You know, the average Sorry. white person kind of looks at black culture uh, on a surface level and goes and 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 then because because of sort of the infiliz- infantilization of race and gender that isn't white male mm-hmm. it's just like 
it, it gets like pap sort of treatment, like surface level. They just kind of look at it and go, Oh, isn't that, isn't that awful? Or isn't that wonderful? And there's no critical thinking about it. Mm. So, so they're just looking at like this skin deep book and like, Oh my God, the authentic black experience isn't this great. And Jeffrey Wright is banging his head on the table. And of course somebody who's actually black is like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're out of your fucking mind here. All right. So let's get down to it. Chris, what do you rate this movie? It's a 4.1 for me out of five. 4.1. Really nice. Yeah. Mark? 8 out of 10. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> you sound like me. But I do this to Chris all the time. <laughs> uh, I gave it a 9. Dude, we do it out of 5. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 4. Okay. Neil? I'm right at the same level with both of you guys. Um, the thing is, I think I liked it a little bit more than both of you guys. I think I'm going to give it a 4.2. Oh, take a drink. The reason being is <laughs> I just love Jeffrey Wright. Uh, I am a huge and fan everything of Jeffrey he's Wright. In, he's just so good in everything he's in. You know, you should, you I, I, I literally want, I want an app What's my motivation for Jeffrey this movie? Wright. You're exasperated constantly. Yeah, I, I, just, I, just, I just really want an app with Jeffrey Wright just like, Telling me nighttime stories so I can go to sleep. Remember a to few it, years like, ago where it was like, you know, everyone wanted Samuel Jackson to read him a bedtime story? Oh, yeah. I think it's like now it's like it. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can do that. You can go uh, download uh, on the uh, the Echo. You mm-hmm. can pay 99 cents or something like that, and it turns her voice into Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Awesome. Well, oh yeah, you can tell him. You can tell him to say his famous word, and he says it over like thirty-seven times different ways. You guys, the spoiler, spoiler, favors motherfucker. All right, guys, it's motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, uh, what is the audience score for American Fiction? Uh, I'm gonna say the audience score for this movie has to be I. Uh, uh, it matters how many people in Tulsa saw this. Um, <laughs> Gosh, uh, 81. 96%. Wow. Fuck beans. Audience Audience gave it 96%. They say it's smart, funny, and poignant. American fiction will make you laugh as often as it makes you think. All right. They're not wrong. And this one I can see why I got nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, I can too. Neil, what's the audience score? Sorry, the critic score for American fiction. Um, Man. Um, I'm gonna ooh, 96% from the audience. 92. So fucking close, 93. God damn it! <laughs> I'm one point off again. Weirdly, I was thinking 94. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction, will forever be inextricably thanked to the actor's committed approach to the point of humorous and insightful material. I'll read a bad review, which, to be honest, there's not really a bad review in here. To find, uh, but I do that. No one's giving us a bad review. They yeah. don't want to be disinvited to the party. That's true. <laughs> so this is from uh, this is from Barry Hertz of Globe Mail says, despite strong performances across the board, most notably Wright, who has never been able to flex such leading man magnetism, is overwhelming flatness to Monk's personal life. You know, fuck, <laughs> you know, fuck himself in that one. And this is a uh, this is from yeah, this is from uh, Max Weiss of the Baltimore Magazine. She says. American fiction feels thrillingly fresh and new. There we go. So, I uh, I loved American fiction. I and it's now available for everyone to watch because for a while it was nominated. I'm like, where the fuck can I see it? And now it's yeah. I went to the dude. Theater. It was uh, only showing three. It was only showing three times in all of Tulsa. Yeah. Like three times a day. It was like at 10 a.m., a four o'clock, and nine o'clock. Yeah, I, think I caught it like last Thursday, like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. 
All right, well, guys, I, I think we're ready to get out of here, right? Uh, yeah, let's then give a big round of applause. Mark, thank you. Woo, fuck yeah. Yeah. Woo-hoo. You told me don't wait a year to come back, so I came back and hijacked your show. <laughs> no, oh, um, no, come uh, back uh, later. Really? really? <laughs> come back every other week, honestly. <laughs> Every week, every week. You can come back next week. And uh, sooner or later, I guess, me and uh, Mark are doing a wrestling over at the W2Mnet.com. Yeah. Uh, Elim- Elimination Chamber match, right? That's the one we're going to probably do live. You haven't given me a commitment, yes or no, but I did pitch that to you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I committed. Hell if I... Dude, I work in radio, too. Do you know how hard it is to commit? I I, I think I commit to everything. I'm going to be on... Put a ring on it or I'm not yours. I, I only deal with... Right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll put a ring on it. And we'll I'm going to be on Damien Hollywood night for April for Civil War, so I'm excited for it. That was so funny. I, I sent you the date and they immediately moved the movie. I'm like, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> But yeah, to everybody, thank you for joining us for another episode of Movies Don't Suck. Chris, hit the outro. Oh, fuck yeah. Sorry. It's not. You, you forgot how to hit the button. No, it's just, it's different here. Uh, <laughs> <my> button. <laughs> All right. That's another episode of Movies Don't Suck and something new. My name's Neil. And I'm Chris. And remember, guys and girls, if you don't think Barry Coogan has a big dick, guess what? That's just American fiction. Have a good night. <laughs>